don't you take your glasses off so we can see you? And then apologise mm. to your neighbours for frightening nah, them. Nah, 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 nah. I'll leave these on. Nah, I like them. Weird Australia. Welcome along to New Weird Australia for another week. And now we're going to move along to uh, our special guest, uh, Raven, um, a.k.a. Uh, Peter Hollow, um, who's going to uh, uh, perform some stuff with uh, cello and loops. So we'll take it away, Peter. Thank you. 
You're listening to New Weird Australia and um, we just heard uh, a live rendition of that track. Um, the track is uh, from a, a forthcoming release on um, uh, Kurt. the Kurt label. Yeah, um, uh, Marcus Wales, um, great little three three inch CD um, label. Uh, I'll just check that I've got you there, Pete. You there? Yeah, I sure am. All right, so you're listening to New Wood Australia on uh, FBI 94.5 with um, myself, Stu Buchanan, and Janine Jumperts, and uh, we are joined by Peter Hollow. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. In his Raven guys. Tell us a little bit about how this um, um, chapter of the the Raven project sort of evolved, and also for people that might not know too much about your work as Raven, obviously you're um, well known for your work with Foreplay, um, as a string, um, popular sort of string outfit. Tell us a little bit about Raven. Well, Raven um, has a really originally started as this electronic project, I guess. In the 90s, I was listening to lots of IDM and electronica and sort of experimental stuff for various types and in about 97 or so I think I just started trying to work out what how you could make sort of drum and bass and other stuff on the laptop so I, I just sort of started you know it was fairly early internet days I guess in terms of World Wide Web and downloading stuff but I found some samples of things and started just sort of chopping up samples basically in in very primitive software and and making sort of little breakbeat tracks and stuff and that was Raven initially um and then I guess I really I mean I I I was it was all just sample based things I didn't have any um synths or anything I didn't know how to do anything with soft synths so so there was none of that um and I guess um in about 2000 or 2001, after Four Play's second album came out, um, I was really keen to get remixes done. Um, I was a big fan of... There was a fantastic electronic music scene in Sydney at the time, and I was a regular at Frigid that was kind of the centre of, of that. And so I, I knew a whole ton of people, and I got, got a bunch of remixes done, and I sort of did one myself as well. And mm. um, that was exciting. But it really, it's been... it was. I don't know, only a few years ago that I, I really sort of in earnest sat down with some decent mics and started to record my own instruments, cello and piano, yeah. to be part of Raven. So um, it's still got a big electronic element and it's kind of unusual that I decided to come in today with just a pair of mics and a, a loop pedal instead of the laptop. Um, so what I do, and the other tracks on this um, three inch that Marcus is putting out shortly are, um, have, have a ton of laptop processing in them as well, which is done live. Um, but I thought it was just going to be too difficult and cumbersome to, to do that here today on the radio. Yeah. And it'd be nice to do something like that. So there's really only a few tracks that I've made that are sort of semi acoustic, at least, even if they've got some element like a loop pedal or, or whatever. Is that and, because, and um, there's quite a, a natural element to a lot of your other work with foreplay it's so um mm-hmm. you know fine more in the fine musicianship sort of camp mm-hmm. rather than the um sort of uh, although you're perverting it in a different way <laughs> with mm-hmm. for, with foreplay mm-hmm. um where do you think um you might head with raven what what are you sort of listening to now that is influencing because I, I noticed that mm-hmm. the, the the tracks you, the earlier raven tracks you described the early downloads that you made available it's sort of it is changing isn't it 
It's, it is changing, yeah. And it probably is related to what I'm listening, as you mentioned, as well as what I'm kind of capable of in some ways. But, yeah, the early stuff was really influenced by Amon Tobin, Square Pusher, kind of Havatsky and, and sort of, you know, breakcore and drill and bass and stuff. Um, and I'd love to sort of still do, maybe incorporate beats as well. The track which New Weird Australia kindly released on the first of the three compilations has has beats in it as well as basically processed cello. Um, but I'm, I guess I'm listening to a lot of what maybe gets classed as drone these days. I mean, a lot of what was played even earlier tonight on the show kind of sits in that bracket and yeah. the sort of new folk and whatever and you know it was maybe folktronica sort of five six years ago and um you know sort of so acoustic sounds that have been chopped up and things in 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 the studio hmm. so yeah i mean i think that's that's sort of what i'm listening to and what i'm, I'm probably imagine i'll be making more of that's that's yeah. Like do, yeah, it's um in in a lot of ways, uh, genres music right across the board is sort of um, breaking down into a lot of micro genres, mm. I suppose, at mm. the moment. But the it's really wide open there, isn't it, at mm. the moment? Because so many different styles are coming to the fore, falling to the back, and 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 the yeah. access that um, emerging musicians and producers, the access they have to different styles and different types of music mm. is just phenomenal. Exactly. Um, yeah, like last was it, was it last night or the night before on um, the show that used to be Dave Brigos's show. Um, okay, in, in which, the Pines. In the Pines, yeah, yeah which uh, Emma Swift is now doing. She had a, um, I think Sujen was in. And, um, you know, she's doing, at least she was doing then sort of just the acoustic or maybe electric guitar and vocal sort of singer-songwriter stuff. But she's talking about going overseas and taking her laptop with her and basically the, the sort of gear that she's using is exactly the same as some experimental weird noise artist would be using and so I think it's it's easy for any sort of acoustic classically trained musician to end up making some drone track or glitch track if they want to and, and vice versa and, well, let's hope so. and everything is just <laughs> well I don't know about easy but I mean it's just the, the yeah the kind of capabilities are there in terms of technology and, and everything and so, yeah, I mean, there's quite a few... I guess one of the big inspirations for me is that there are a number of cellists um, out there in, around the world in, in the US and the UK and places who are, are using their instrument along with other sounds in really interesting ways now and, and in genres that I think mm. I'm really interested in. So. We had um, uh, Clayton Thomas and uh, Sam Pettigrew uh, mm. in from... Uh, Wrote a bit of time in the Now Now Festival a few months ago, and uh, with their double bass as opposed to cello, of course, yeah. you know. But um, you know, it was interesting that uh, you know every note that came out of what they were playing was a note that you would not expect to get from that <laughs> that particular yeah. instrument. None of the conventional sounds that you would associate yeah. with it. Um, and I guess you know that that in itself is something that is um, you know certainly now completely acceptable you know yeah, that, that you can right. you can take an instrument and, and and not play it conventionally but also not you know, saying about genres and so on i mean the the uh, people now feel very comfortable just to traverse genre mm. you know mm. there's there there isn't such a thing as you know kind of uh, any kind of instinctive barrier or a boundary it's just it's it's all just there and you know that's been all, a long time coming yeah. but, but now it feels very much that 
you know. Mm, yeah. um, but no more so, it has to be said, than uh, on your radio show, Peter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Now, th- this must be a little odd because normally on FBI, you're on the other side of the mic asking questions of someone else on utility fog on, on Sunday nights. On Sunday nights, that's right. Um, it is. I mean, I've come in occasionally and, and played with foreplay um, as well on FBI, and it's always a bit funny, but yeah, doing it, my doing my solo thing is is quite curious um but as sort of dan has alluded to i think that the music that i make is is just ties in completely directly with everything that i listen to Mm. all week you know in preparation for the sunday night show and um and and yeah it's there's just so much out there these days and it's so inspiring and um, and equally, there's so much history for us to still kind of uncover and, and rediscover. And, You've um, never really struggled with um, with finding music for your show. Mm. Are you a little bit uh, sort of in awe, in a way, like of the quantity of music that's out there these days? Do you, mm. I mean, you've you've got a pretty uh, specific, but it's pretty rambling sort of patch you've defined. Yeah, it's How- it is. Yeah, if I was a little more focused. Than, uh, in a way, um, then then I'd probably, you know, I, I could could restrict it a little more. But yes, I mean, uh, I can imagine that with your two hours just restricted to Australia, you've just got a plethora of stuff to play every mm. week. And mm. and since I am quite deliberately kind of going out there and playing music from all around the world and mm. sort of independent music, um, yeah, there's there's just a ton. And it's always it's just it's such a joy to play some really fantastic artist on some little label and then you know of course they'll they'll google themselves and discover within a week and email me saying you know who are you some guy in australia playing how did you find me yeah or you know even better is sort of every so often they'll they'll contact me because somebody heard their music on my show and Mm. and got in touch with them or bought their cd or something and that's a wonderful thing to kind of be be part of Word yeah. gets around, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. Let's let's um, talk for a second about this uh, new release because you sure. are um, mm. releasing it through the Kurt label, which which yep. gets its name um, from the fact that uh, all the releases are on uh, three inch mm. CD, which gives you how long? What's, what's it's the duration? About, I think of it as twenty minutes. I think you can probably. F- Cram about twenty three minutes onto okay. a, a so it's not a, it's not it's not a decent so uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good size. It's yeah, sort of supposed to the old EP size. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So did, did that kind of um, how, how did that shape your thinking in terms of how you selected the the, the music? Well, it was interesting because I wrote courtesy of Marcus, who has been really kind of from the current label from yep. Kurt Marcus Whale, who records a scissor lock and. I've been playing him on the radio since he was in about year 10 at school. He's a, <laughs> he's a very young fellow. Uh, but he's been really um, kind of... He's, he's had a lot of faith in my music as well, which is great. And he puts gigs on sometimes. And about a year ago, he put on a show that he wanted me to play at, uh, which meant I had to write some music for it. And I wrote three tracks then and only discovered a, a few months ago that unfortunately the three tracks added up to well over 25 minutes and it wasn't going <laughs> to work so so um i played it to a few people and, and got a bit of agreement on the two tracks that i would select from from that uh set and at that point i just was really i really felt like it needed to have something newer on it anyway so this was when i, I pulled out my microphones again and worked out how to how to go from microphones into loop pedal into laptop and record 
the piece that I just played this evening. Um, and it's a nice contrast because the other two both have pre-recorded piano that's sort of live processed. On Sunday I'll be performing these pieces and the piano comes just out of the laptop into processor, sort of various various effects and things. And then the cello also gets fed into the laptop and goes through different effects and, and gets looped simultaneously. And it's all very kind of glitchy, electronic, droney stuff. So this kind of airy acoustic thing was um, was a, bit, a sort of deliberate contrast and it was where my head was at and I just thought it'd be nice to to have that contrast on this, oh, this release certainly. as well. Um, um, we should uh, have a listen to a track from the album. Is there any particular sure. one that you... Oh, well, from the, the three-inch? The three-inch. Yeah. Um, depends how much of a contrast we <laughs> And I guess, I mean, one of them is... The, the, the last one, which I'm very fond of, is a very long track. So luminous. Like, luminous. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know if you... That, that's we never shy away from length. Long tracks. <laughs> Um, I do want to just mention, we might talk about it afterwards, but the the um, gig on Sunday, which is at 4pm, also features one of my favourite local bands, Crab Smasher, Indeed. who also yeah. have a, a three-inch coming out on. So it's a kind of double, a double, double launch. Yeah, release so launch. So and it's also, not just my gig, yes. And also um, Infinite Decimals as yeah. well. Um, have, you, have you got their release Not yet? to hand, oh, no, yeah, but okay. uh, since they're playing three gigs in Sydney over the next couple of days, I'm sure that we're going to hit one of them and, and pick up a release that we can, we can play, uh, play in the future. I yeah. saw um, them playing last Sunday. I was in Melbourne with a four-play, actually, and, and went and, and saw them play. Um, it was mm. kind of it was really cool. It was cool. Yeah. All right, well, yeah. let's hear from um, the, uh, the opener. Uh, this one is And So It Goes? Um, yeah, now this one doesn't have cello at all in it. It's just piano um, that's been... The, that I, um, I sort of got myself into a zone. I kind of uh, uh, don't naturally play these sort of long, extended, slow-moving pieces, and so I really forced myself to do that. And it's... <laughs> um, yeah, and the, 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 there's lots of sort of glitchy processing... Alright, here we go. Thank you. 
You're listening to New Weird Australia, and that track is And So It Goes, the first track from the three-inch that Raven has just released on uh, the Kurt label. Is the uh, Does the three-inch, Peter, have a title? It's called The Stumble. The Stumble. All right. Um, okay, um, just uh, tell us a little bit about the launch gig and the, and the details for that. It's a, um, We did mention that it's a, it's a pretty good lineup. Uh, yeah, um, Infinite Decimals from... Where are they from? Yeah. From mm. Melbourne? Mm. Oh, no, that's terrible. <laughs> Mildura? Um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm actually not sure. I, I mean, they're touring the East Coast a bit at the moment, I think. But we'll find out. We'll find out where they're from. And uh, Crab Smasher, who are from sort of Central Coast slash Newcastle. Um, and very uh, uh, kind of... They, they, they can be anything, that band. Mm. They can just be a kind of um, thrashy punky kind of improv band and then they can kind of do you know ambient electronic mm. things and all sorts of stuff and so. in fact when they played on uh, New Year Australia mm. live back in January they did, they went acoustic yeah expect anything which uh, I think they themselves um, I'm not quite sure how they regard their performance but I thought it was interesting mm. <laughs> um, yeah I think they're kind of pretty self-critical which is because I think they're usually fantastic enough and they'll come off stage going oh that's terrible but you know I guess that's the way with really freeform music the, mm. the performers have a certain idea and mm. it still comes across um, now it's in some little space that I haven't actually been to yet on level 1 475 King Street am I right I think that's right yeah. yep. um, and the Now Now people I think have been using that space a bit and so it should be really cool Excellent. Yeah. Great. Definitely worth checking out. And where can we uh, where can we find uh, the Raven home on the interwebs? Uh, the Raven is at frogworth.com slash raven. Frogworth.com slash raven. Um, and it's also the same Frogworth identity as <laughs> it's who I am on SoundCloud. So soundcloud.com slash frogworth. Um, we'll find me there. Raven's too common a, a word to just sort of reserve in most <laughs> places, unfortunately. Um yeah, so that's that's where you'll find me and Kurt is kurt.sizzle-lock.com, the little label. Um, I don't know whether, probably other than maybe repressed records in New, on mm. King Street in Newtown, which I think Marcus usually gives some CDs to, probably the web is the place this will be. Yeah. Thank you, Peter. Thanks for having me, guys. Coming in and good to see you on the other <laughs> side of yeah. the desk. <laughs> Sounds may be perceived as colour, or colour as odour. I, I knew that the boys smoked pot, and they, they equally knew that I disapproved. Yes, I was free above the planet F, so it was rotating majestically below me. New Year in Australia. <laughs> <laughs>